Welcome to your home for all the nerd news you need to know. Welcome to AU Radio. With us this week over at the Caterpillar Cafe Comics Corner, it is George. Well, hello there. Howdy. Hi. Over at the Adventures Underground News Desk, we've got Katie. That's not a knife. What is a knife? <laughs> the auditory mediums, everybody. Hi, Donnie. Hello. Over at the Adventures Underground Book Club Desk, we've got Sarah. Hi, hi. Hi. And of course, on the control panels today, we have Sam. No, no, I'm not here. We don't have Sam. <laughs> I, of course, he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> if anybody I, sees him, please let us know. <laughs> I, of course, am your plucky sidekick, Donnie. This is season two, episode 28, page 43, paragraph two. Section B. The cost of doing business. Mm, the high, that would, never mind. Yes. That we, what you said. There is a, there's talk, a, yeah, go ahead. Are we going to talk about my days in the mob now? <laughs> We, we well, should. you just blew your witness protection plan, Crap! so... Right, we might as well now. I got too excited about the podcast. So we want to apologize. We uh, didn't record last week or put up any kind of notice that we didn't record last week because we're horrible people, apparently. We're sorry. Um, the roads were a little dicey last week, and, of course, the safety of our podcasters comes before your entertainment value, so... There's that. We're going to get lots of hate mail because you said that now. <laughs> yes. All two people that listen <laughs> right in now. Um, I would like to thank everybody for all the well wishes and everything while I was out recuperating. Um, I appreciate it. We missed thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to try harder next time. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Look, shut up. You said you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> so, um, this week's topic. I figure with tax checks coming in and mm. burning holes in everybody's pockets, I thought we'd talk about the cost of our hobbies and what hobbies we might be thinking about getting into with that, that fat tax check coming in mm -hmm. and, and basically just the overall cost of being a nerd. Oh, geez. All right. I think you can speak on that better than anybody, Donnie. Why you, that? <laughs> you can start a whole store if you wanted to. I'm getting there. <laughs> and, and honestly, that's part of the problem with uh, looking into getting into new hobbies for me at this point is I'm running out of space to do any new hobbies. Yeah. yeah. So I know how that feels Let's very, just, very strongly. What I'm saying is we should all get a storage unit and just put all our nerd crap in there. And then just take it out as need be. <laughs> Put it in your box. And when you want to play with it, you can take it out of the box. <laughs> I'm saying I have too much stuff at my house. Well, so I got to thinking about it. Just comics alone. I average about $35 a week on comics. And that's not counting graphic novels or surprise stuff. That's just my usual polis shenanigans. So we're looking at almost $1,900 a year just for my comic addiction. Oh, geez. Probably closer to 2500 after we add in the graphic novels and whatever like line that I need to plow through the entire series in a week that I, I normally do. And you took a break from comics for a while. I did. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't start reading comics again until I came back to this show. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks, George. Yeah, this You're is welcome. all your fault, George. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> but then on top of that, I've got my, my board game collection, Addiction, as you may call it. Yes. Um, which I justify as this. My average board game costs about as much, actually probably less than a night going to the movies. Mm, true. And I get just as much entertainment value in that one night from playing that game as I would from going to the movies. And yet I still got that in my collection. I can play it several more times. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, board games actually don't depreciate in value as much as you'd think. As much really? as you'd think, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got a, a community in your local area that's big on buying and selling board games. Um, shipping gets a little tricky, but usually after a couple of years, your games, especially if they go out of print, go up in value. Yeah. That's huh. very, very common. So I thought I'd ask you all, um, a, what do you think you spend yearly on, on your current hobby? Uh, what hobby do you really wish you could dive more into if you had the the re money readily available mm -hmm. and the space to do it or time to do it. What about you, Sarah? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> put I you on the spot a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I my only real hobby that I spend money on, I think, is is books. Well, you work I, at the right place I mean, for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I probably buy like a book a week. Not not that I read a book a week, but I buy I like a book. <laughs> so, you know, hardcovers are $30 a piece, you know, but oh, yeah. yeah. So are you a hardcover or softcover enthusiast more? Um, I, actually, I prefer softcover. I prefer really? paperback. Yeah. So I, cause they're, you know, if it's like, if it's like one of my favorite authors, like if Stephen King comes out with a new book, it's hardcover. Mm. I buy, but if uh, any other thing, it's, I usually just wait for the paperback release before I spend money on it because... They're heavy. The last, yeah. uh, and, and way less expensive. Yeah. yeah the last yeah. hardback I spent money on, I think, was uh, Thomas Harris's last book, Karimura. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Thomas Harris is the only person that I'll probably spend more than like a couple. Uh, right. More than like, like $30 on a hardback for. Yeah. I'm almost embarrassed yeah. to ask, but what is the average going price for a hardcover book on new release? Like it's 30. Yeah. 30? Yeah. Between yeah. 20. For, yeah, for, because, uh, like, I mean, obviously, YA would be lower. It's usually right, between right. 15 and 25, but, yeah, like, yeah. a hardcover, like, fiction would probably be at least 20 to $35 mm. for yeah. a hardcover. Yeah. If you're getting, huh. a, if you're getting like, an adult fiction hardcover book for, like, 20 mm. bucks, that's kind of a, a, as low as yeah, you can as really as expect you these can days. Expect. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to wait for the paperback in a lot of cases. Yeah. Is there something that you would want to do... If money was no object, hobby-wise? Mm. Um, I can't honestly think of any. I mean, recently I have been getting in, because my brother Joe really likes playing board games. So mm-hmm. I've been getting more into board games recently. So I probably buy every couple of months a board game. Cool. Okay. That's the last board so game like, you bought, just out of curiosity. Takaido. Yeah. Solid game. <laughs> Very I've heard nothing but good things oh, about Oh, no, I'm sorry. One. It was ta- Takanoko. I'm sorry. Also I, get those, I, get those <laughs> I get those confused. Sorry. I, do t- I, I honestly, I've been in the, 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 the board game, in, you know, into of collecting for eight years now, and I get those two mixed up constantly. <laughs> one is taking a walk, and the other is gardening. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> uh, it, were there, uh, so the board games, though, are nice, because that ends up being a cost that somebody else's burden, you know, that's somebody else's burden when your brother gets the games and you right, get to go yeah, play exactly. them, which is I awesome. I could just go play his game, <laughs> yeah. But that's, once again, the gift that keeps on giving board games, really, I mean, value, quality of, you know, entertainment and that stuff. That's one of the reasons that that's my, one of my, like, main hobbies these days. Uh, yeah, and I, I probably, I haven't been playing games and collecting stuff as long as you have, Donnie. But for my time, I would argue that I've got a nice little shop going in my house. Uh, but yeah, when it was back in the day, I, I collect and actually like keep less comic books than I used to. Um, back in the day, I was buying like 20 to 30 books a week. Yeah, I was like trying to be... Well, it was a very brief period of time before I uh, got into a serious relationship and moved out of my apartment and was living rent-free at my parents' house. So like money was no option at that point. I was I was like, you know, I might as well have been Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so these days I probably don't... I got so much money I'm growing in! <laughs> yeah, well, and then of course just burning it all on comic books was a great idea. Uh, no, but... uh. Gaming, uh, comic books. Yeah, I'm kind of hitting on the same cylinders as you, Donnie. Um, a little bit in the records, I've slowed down because I don't actually have a record player at home. And I just, I mean, it's <laughs> literally just buying them to collect the thing. So that's always I, fun. I just now got a record player at my house and I exclusively buy records so that I can play them at the store while yeah, I'm here at work. <laughs> to be clear, I have had a record player before, but it broke and I haven't replaced it yet. Okay. So it wasn't like you just decided, I'm going to start collecting records right, without right. a means to play. <laughs> no, I do. I do love listening to records though. That is, that is fun. Um, I don't can't think of any others, but yeah, it's exp- I so there, thousands of dollars a month go back into this store from my paycheck. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're I'm actually a little jealous of one item in your collection. Oh, your 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 board game table, which honestly <gasps> yeah. that was an investment upon itself. I mean, it really was. That was an eight hundred dollar plus uh, shipping Kickstarter that I I do not regret at all. That's an amazing fun table, and I I uh, I, I love it. How about you, Katie? What what are you A currently into and B, what would you like to get into if you had some some money burning a hole in your pocket? So it used to be comics, but that's fallen off a lot uh recently. I need to get back into that. It's um it's a lot of art books and like horror memorabilia mainly right now. Um 
I didn't used to do this and I actually used to make, I used to be kind of a hater on it, but Ian got me really, really into figures. And ever since he uh, got me that Hannibal figure, that just horror figures is all that I feel the need to spend my money on. Uh, I recently saw it part two and I just all I want and I'm willing to spend ungodly amounts of money. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but there's a scene where Stan Uris's head starts growing like spider legs and like teeth and it's all great and his eyes are glazed over and it's about the size of a Jack Russell Terrier spider thing. And all I want in the world is a replica of that so that I can just put it in front of Corey and Snow's door at three in the morning. <laughs> perfect. But um, that I just saw that the other day too. Amazing. It's perfect. It. And you know it. what? Every not to go on, not to go off on a tangent, but anybody that doesn't like it part two, you've never read the book. And if you have read the book, like the book and still don't like it part two, you're wrong. And I don't believe you. <laughs> so, I don't believe that you've read the book at that point. But um, now I'm, I'm, I kind of want to get back into video games again. I would love to start. The problem oh, I, I forgot that. <laughs> the problem for me is that video gaming right now is a very different beast than it was. Of I just, you know, I would like to have a game that's not broken. I would I. I get really annoyed whenever there's a game that I really like and I have to wait six months to actually after it comes out so that I can buy it so that it's a finished game. Yeah, I hear you. They, with the advent of DLCs and things like, it's like, hey, you're going to get this game, but then later you're going to get more of it because we're not done yet. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's idiotic. The thing that I would love to do, though, is start getting into minis. Because every person I know that's artistically inclined at all is really, really, really into painting these and it looks so fun. And I don't understand how they do it. Talk to Hannah. I should, but... Attend <laughs> Hannah's paint day coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah? After that got canceled. No, 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 we didn't. It's back on the books. It's back on the books. It's Saturday, isn't it? Uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday from four to eight. Sunday, Hannah, you, guys, you guys posted a cancellation wow. today, okay. though. So we'll we'll make a correction by the time this comes out. There will the be the corrected news. I saw okay. it on Instagram. Okay, anyway. good. Okay, I saw them both. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so canceled and back. This is it's a roller coaster with these events, but you should attend because then I you should. can you can paint minis with. But Hannah. it it just looks so fun and like I don't and I would. I don't, I think it's a superpower. I don't understand how people can take a brush with like actually one little bristle on there and turn it into lace on some maiden's bodice or something. It's insane to me. I don't understand how it works. So for you, Katie, and for those out there that are looking into uh, doing some, you know, like baby steps into the painting of miniatures, uh, <laughs> there's a really, really ridiculous YouTube show with Will Friedle, the guy who played the older brother in Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is a huge friend and a fan of Critical Role and like works with them on stuff and is actually part of the Critical Role network. He does a show called Mini Primetime. And he, it's like uh, Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis, but in but with mini painting at the same time. And, <laughs> okay. while, and while he's kind of like taking the piss out of the people that he's talking to, he actually gives good painting advice. Okay. It's really funny. That's, and, and really helpful. I think you made that up. I don't think that that exists. <laughs> So it's the guy from Boy Meets World, yes. Zach Galifianakis. And the cast of Critical Role doing each episode with him one by one. So. That, you made that up. That's a, I, that's, I a, wish. that's a George Fever dream. I Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It was all a dream. What about you, Sam? I've had so many hobbies over the past decade that I don't even know where to start. I used to be a metalsmith. Because I couldn't afford armor, I had to make it. But then I learned I really love making armor. Nice. But I kind of gotten out of that. It turns out making armor is also expensive. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It really? It's a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You need anvils, which you just can't, literally cannot find around here. <laughs> yeah, so, forget it. Yeah, it's weird. Shipping might be a little expensive on that. Extremely expensive. <laughs> and they're expensive. What? Right. Well, you know, you keep dropping them on ducks and coyotes and things. It becomes a problem. check out the, uh, the horse shows. Yeah. I know a few guys that do, was it Ferrers? Is that what the horseshoe Ferrers. guys are called? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I knew one guy that had like three or four different anvils. I've seen like four dudes with anvils. I'm like, where'd you get that? They're like, oh, I found it at like an antique show. I'm like, oh. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I use a uh, railroad uh, strips. Right? By, or, uh, yeah. 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 That's like the only way they can get it right here. But then three years ago, I was introduced to D&D &D appropriately. And uh, 
I've been absolutely obsessed with that and all of the things that are associated with that. Yeah. Mainly dice. Like I have a, everybody says it, but I do have an unhealthy obsession with buying dice. It's irrational. <laughs> Those um, red and gold ones are still calling your name. Don't remind me. <laughs> Cause I'm do. I was looking at my budget earlier. And I was like, maybe. Um, Did we I, ever talk? Go ahead, Sam. Then I got into painting minis mm. and then all of the crap associated with that. Cause that led into terrain making, yep. which I'm now currently balls deep in. And I'm yeah. looking shopping all the way, you know, trying to get all the things and the knickknacks for that. Uh, and then I like to build rifles, which is extremely expensive and pretty fun. Um, I can't afford any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nightmare. It is. And plus you work at a place that's a money pit that takes all of your money exactly. anyway. <laughs> I tell people I have to budget every paycheck, like what I can and can't spend here. You know what I would love to get into that I feel like you guys would raise an eyebrow at is taxidermy. Because that sounds super fun. And I feel like you guys would be like, Katie, are you all right? Uh, okay. Logan, one of the old owners of the store, is super into taxidermy. I would love to get into that. He, uh, I don't know if he does it himself. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he's like tried to get into it a little bit, but he collects taxidermy like a lot. Yeah. So what happened? Because I have because I have my cat Yuki, and I love her so much. But and she's two, so she and she's perfectly healthy, so she's totally fine. But I know what I want to do with her when she <laughs> dies. I want to um, have her skeleton articulated and then per and then pose where she's like sitting down and her little chest is puffed out and then I want her covered in Swarovski crystals and then I already bought the bell jar that I want her in and so I contacted a taxidermy company and I was like hey I was wondering if I could like pay in advance just to like have this arrangement made and they're like well we don't know if we're even going to be in business by the time your cat dies mm. so oh, probably not but it's probably going to be around two grand and I was like okay that's fine so then I started like researching what goes into it and it looks kind of cool and fun Hmm. Katie, are you okay? (laughs) Somebody's got it. No. Oh, and I've got a book recommendation for you. Oh, yeah? Still Life. It's about a tax, it's written by a taxidermist. Really? Yeah, I have a copy of it downstairs, I think. There's a, um, (laughs) there's another book. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's uh, kind of like a frequently asked questions by a mortician. It's called The Smoke Gets in Your Lungs. Oh, or the, or smoke the smoke, the smoke gets in your mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, so it turns out, and she talks about like, like little known facts about stuff, uh, like horribly morbid facts about like the death industry, and it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> so to answer your question, Donnie, no. <laughs> so was there a hobby, George, that you would get into if you had some extra dough? Oh yeah. Well, I'd go deeper with the. Oh. <laughs> so with with with, with the gaming okay uh so uh, star wars games are becoming a real problem yeah like uh, there's a miniatures game it's like the uh, warhammer style like squad based combat called star wars legion i don't even own a core set but i've spent about 130 bucks on it already drew, oh wow drew got a core set and i've been using his rebels <laughs> So I would definitely do even more gaming if I could afford it. And I do yeah. probably as much as I really should in the first place. So I guess that's not a real big problem. Uh, I do. I dabble with the painting and I do have a decent paint collection and I, you know, can put color on things and then they are then colored, but not with any precise skill or yeah. it's fun. It definitely is super fun when I get around to it, but uh, I definitely could uh, could spend more time on that and more money because there's always more painting supplies that you could get. Um. And then, yeah, I'd, get, I'd start buying more records all over again because I do love collecting records. And then I'd buy an actual record player again, too, so I could play said records. Do you guys ever look at a hobby that you had and think that was dumb? Why did I get into that? I know you, not that I think, it, not that I think it's dumb at all, but you're, but Pants did tell you that you were not allowed to have the Hogwarts Express downstairs, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> That that one especially. So I I've always wanted a train set, but I want to do the whole the whole city and the yeah. multiple trains going and the whole nine yards. Which means I would need basically my entire garage would be a just giant train world. Yeah, and I I realize that is not a hobby I can get just 
casually dip my foot into, <laughs> I would probably, I, I've got a problem once I start getting into a hobby, I go a little overboard for a good six months and, and then I see the credit card bill and then I'm not allowed to eat for six months. Here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to do the model train thing, you have to, there's no way, it's like being a werewolf. You can't just be a werewolf for a couple of days and then do it casually. You turn into the model train guy and we don't want you to turn into the model train guy. Not that there's anything wrong with anything, our model train enthusiast listeners. We just don't want Donnie to turn into that guy. I'd be okay with it if it was the Hogwarts. It's because then you're going to start talking. Because then whenever you come on the show, you're going to start talking like you're NPR. Good evening, everyone. The other thing I'd love to get into if I had the money is uh, Sideshow collectible statues The realism in most Of their statues I would And just to get the big old glass Lit up display cases to have I would love to be able to do that But I don't have the space The money I love that idea Crap Oh, (laughs) So yeah you just reminded me of like two other hobbies That I have (laughs) I do I used to collect a mean alternate version of Batman collection. Mm -hmm. Like I have got like 25 versions of Batman, like distinctly different ones. Right. Uh, And then uh, at conventions, uh, comic conventions, I'll go around and get commissions of Hellboy done by different artists. And those are very expensive hobbies as well. Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) The art, especially like I go and if I'm going to do that at Emerald City Comic Con, I'm dropping like at least $500. It's... It's fun, but holy crap, is it expensive. But you get some of the, some amazing, but you always come back with some amazing artwork from some of our favorite artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really cool. And then the one at the end on the right is by you. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's it's one of the nicest ones. Hey, thanks. Not just saying that either. <laughs> Suck it, other artists at Emerald City Comic Con. George likes mine better. <laughs> Hi, it Donnie. Is, it is really good. I, wish, I should take a picture of that so we can put it up on social media. It's on my social. Is it okay? okay. Let's actually let's all do that this week. Take a picture of something from your collection, and we'll we'll all get it posted up on our page this week for everybody to see. That'd be super. That'll be awesome. I've got to show off my 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 trophy collection in a while. So your trophy collection. (laughs) Oh yeah, I've been building a, a a trophy collection of. I've got all the power rings now from the the Rainbow Warrior Squad of Green Lantern Corps. I've got um. The portal gun that that Ian gave me. Yeah. I've got all of the Marvel Legend helmets that have been put out so far. Okay. Um, I've got both Infinity Gauntlets. Nice. Three counting the $300 one that Lincoln bought. Um, It counts. It counts. Yeah. I've got a portal gun. Um, I've got Rick and Morty's gun. Now you just need the T-Rex and the giant penny and you're all set. (laughs) Exactly. That 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 has probably been the newest hobby I've jumped onto is I wanted to build a, a trophy collection like Batman. That's amazing. And so yeah. Um, it, what's the hobby that you guys think you got the you get the most guff for? Because I feel like if I started the taxidermy, that would be the most. <laughs> but but uh, when I was super super into Drag Race, that was when everybody made fun of me the most. Hmm. I don't know these days. See, yeah, that's the thing is these days fandoms. Yeah, kind of, nobody's going to give you guff over. Most people don't really care about any of that stuff. Yeah, the world you guys live in. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not to say that, like, oh, back in the day in in middle. No, school. No, I'm talking about like a life wise. No, that's yeah. fair. It used to long time ago. It was Dragon Ball Z for me. I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't. I don't. My friends are going to tease me if I tell you I like this. But these days, it's, it's, I mean, you know, nerd culture is pretty accepting these days. You just have to find yeah. your tribe and all that. Well, stuff, that's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. So that, that, I'm sure there's plenty of people that experience that non acceptance end of the spectrum, which sucks. Yeah. But uh, having that here, at least at, or in a community of Adventures Underground, that, that kind of toxic stuff, we yeah. try and, we try and keep to the periphery of yeah. there at it's all. It's so funny because whenever, because we're, we're in this environment and it's so accepting of just like, hey, dude. It's what you're into. That's cool. And, but whenever you go to other places, it's very much not like that. Like me growing up in the South, it was not like that at all. I was, I I was told that, uh, it was weird that I was into comics because I was a girl, but it was, um, but whenever Corey and I went to Crypticon, there was the horror convention and there, good job, Sarah. (laughs) So there was a, um, there was a horror convention, but then they're at this staying at this really, really nice hotel where a bunch of like business casual people were at. 
<laughs> she and, did air quotes right there. And there was a, and this lady walked up to us and there are people in like full, like sexy Pennywise getups. There was a, a quadruple amputee man that was, for lack of a better word, kind of hobbling around dressed up in zombie cosplay, which was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And this lady comes up to Corey Bailey and I, and she goes, what is happening? What is this? And we go, oh, it's Crypticon. I don't know what that is. It's a horror convention. Okay, well, have fun, I guess. How did she find her way in there? I don't know, because she was staying at the hotel. Oh, okay. That they were just so happy. That happened every year I ever went to Radcon. It was somebody would check in the night before mm-hmm. and they'd come downstairs the next day and nerds everywhere. Nerds like, galore. Hey, I have a story about that, but I don't know if I can say it here. <laughs> That's a story for another day. I mean, you want me to involve shrooms. No. Nah. <laughs> No. Right. I'll tell you later then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to some news. Let's do oh. some news. Oh, sorry. News. Wait, no, oh, I was gonna oh, yeah. do it. I was gonna say a thing because just talking about expensive hobbies and it's not mine, but my sister Leah mm-hmm. got way into um uh Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And she was because I was telling her about coming down to record the podcast and what it was gonna be about. Oh, yeah. So she was talking about her collection of Doctor Who stuff, which oh. is she doesn't have a lot of figures and things, but she started collecting DVDs and the books. Oh, that's a that's a rabbit hole in that's, and of yeah. itself. And so she was telling me like the most expensive like DVD she spent like 80 bucks on it. Oh, like the out of print ones. Like out of print ones. Nice. And then she it was like a little tiny mass market paperback that was out of print and it was also a novelization of one of the missing episodes. Oh, from, like, mm-hmm. and it was like a hundred and twenty dollars. Dear God, like, oh. <laughs> so, that's a piece yeah. of history, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a super notorious mm-hmm. thing so. among Doctor Who fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So news. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> hey Donnie. So the uh, DC crossover event finally ended on the CW network. How did it go? Actually, it went surprisingly well. Nice. It wasn't nearly as poorly put together as past crossover events. Mm. Okay. Um, it wrapped up a lot of things. Um, it, it compared to the comics fairly wellish. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Really? Uh huh. Is that did it have Supergirl? It did. Alexander Luther. No. Okay. Kind. No. Okay. Spoilers. So, well, <laughs> so they basically, they finally merged all the CW shows into the same universe. Yeah, yeah. Which was their goal. Um, but the cameos that we've been talking about all summer, yeah. they were exactly that. They were two second cameos oh. for the most part. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm also here. So they really did just get five bucks in lunch. Yeah. Like like the Teen Titan, the Titans from, from the, the DC Universe shows, it was basically two of them looking up at the sky. No no <laughs> actual dialogue or anything. <laughs> um, Smallville got an actual little story. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they basically brought everybody into one universe, They're and they're dealing with the repercussions of that now. But there was some really cool nods to the comic. Um, the Anti-Monitor looked really like he did in the comics. That's impressive. Um, okay. Um, th- but yeah, they brought uh, Batgirl and Black <laughs> Lightning and Supergirl all into the Flash universe. So cool. No more dimension hopping for all that stuff. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure it's going to probably do the, well, the exact same thing that the comic books did, which is a really cool like mirror, especially since they accidentally kind of were putting all of those balls into different courts and whatnot and having mm-hmm. them all share is, is good. Yeah. So, um, it's available on the CW network for free online. If you want to check it out, it's a four part, five, five part, um, series, which um, basically means it's like a four hour long movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, geez. So, wow. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there were quite a few little nods and cameos here and there. Um, you did get to see Brandon Routh, uh, re- reprises role as Superman. Very Mm -hmm. cool. And the Adam actually going, hey, he's he's a handsome looking Superman. Was he he Adam and Superman? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which they didn't even bother to try to explain (laughs) that. So that's fine. fine. I I appreciated that. Um, The Fantasy Island remake movie is getting extremely low ratings before it comes out. I have not heard good things. Uh, um, A lot of it, they're 
attributing to they decided to play it safe and do PG thirteen. Was that the uh, the one from the the, the Jackass guy? No, it's uh, the Blumhouse film. Oh, oh, okay, okay. There was I thought Johnny Knoxville was doing something like that. No, he was doing an amusement park. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> what? Different kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's pretty uh, good though. He, was it good? Yeah, okay. I, I don't All remember right. the name of it, but that actually looked halfway entertaining. He also almost dies like twice. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, the Marvel Avengers game that we talked about has been delayed for six months as it gets retooled and and they fix the faces. No, 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 no. Okay, I no, they're not going to fix the character design. That would make sense. I, I don't really care how bad the voice acting and the faces or whatever it was that it was getting kind of a hard time for. I am like one thousand percent on board for it. Marvel-based role-playing game done by the people who do Final Fantasy. I wanna, like that sounds amazing yeah, to me. I, I want to talk crap, but some of my favorite video games of all time have horrible voice acting and terrible facial renditions. Silent Hill has some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard. Yeah, it's Fair enough. Pretty bad. It's really bad, but it's <laughs> a perfect game. The trailer Katie's been waiting for for the last six months finally dropped over the, our little break here. It That's, did, yeah. Morbius is out. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, okay. So obviously, I'm going to do a little bit of yelling about this. You guys have heard me yell about the whole. Jer- I was, I was. First of all, okay. There's a scene in there where he cuts his hand, and then a bunch of bats fly at it, and he just screams on a mountain. Now. When I tell you, I swear to God, if that's the origin story, I'm going to like get escorted out of the premises. This again, this might be my venom. This might be the thing that I walk out in the middle of. The entire point of Morbius, an entire like plot point of his character, is that he has taken this drug that has mutated him into this horrible, disgusting monster, and yet the entire or the entire trailer he's this super sparkly oily abbed gorgeous twilight vampire in a trench coat i and i'm telling you if that's the movie i'm going to freak out not like this i didn't want it like this donnie i wanted a morbius movie not like this yeah jared leto's playing jared leto playing a vampire yeah i had a couple friends be like it's not even that bad i'm like that's you don't you're missing the entire point He's supposed to be ugly. And I and I understand. Okay, well, we saw one flash of him being ugly. Okay, versus how much screen time show, did they show on the thing? They did the exact same thing with Venom where they showed every scene that he was in. It was stupid. Uh, the Rock is getting his own Everybody Hates Chris series called Young Rock on NBC. Uh, I don't understand the first thing you said. So <laughs> Chris Rock did a TV show called Everybody Hates Chris. Where okay. It was basically his childhood. Uh, and now Rock is getting one on NBC called Young Rock. Where, it's the Goldbergs, but the Rock. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Where he, he raises a little baby eyebrow. and Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. You can smell what he's cooking. Um, <laughs> let's see. The Joker got 11 Oscar nods over the last couple weeks. Was wow. one of the best picture? It was. Holy crap. Yeah. I have oh, not man. looked at that list. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We've been what, talking about this for a while. Was uh, it the only notable, like, well, uh, even if I wouldn't even call that a comic book movie, it's not. It's it's a superhero ish esque, but not like, I mean, there's no Batman. It's a drama based in a superhero world. There you go. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, Picard aired last Thursday. I really am looking yeah. forward to that. Um, the, the critics weren't overly hot on it. I watched it and enjoyed it a lot. Um, my only gripe, and it's a silly gripe because, well, we all get bigger, but Data has put on a few pounds, mm. which... Yeah. <laughs> He's an android. Yeah, you that, can't do uh, that. I saw that, the trailer that, and he was that, a little... That, yeah, yeah, just a little puffy, yeah. but mm-hmm. other than that... Um, Picard's number one is a bulldog who, <laughs> not a bulldog, uh, uh, a pit ever. bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just adorable. Um, I love the show. Uh, so I'm, I'd love to see where it goes. And I'm not even that huge of a Star Trek fan. So I'm I'm, I didn't realize it had aired already. So that's the yeah. only reason. I'm down. <laughs> um, yeah, same. And Will same. Wheaton is doing an after show. Oh, yeah. I thought you said he was going to make a cameo <laughs> on Picard. <laughs> no, he probably will be. Because so far... Everybody from Next Generation's 
slated to do a, a cameo. Oh, cool. cool. Cool, cool. But yeah, Will Wheaton will be hosting a after show called The Ready Room for it because apparently every show needs an after show now. Of course. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. so it was related. I mean, you weren't just him, teeing me up for a freebie. Watching. No, no, no. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's a real you know. thing. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's good. Good for I, I won't be watching. Very nice. Very smooth. <laughs> uh, the NP, uh, NBC Peacock. That's not a jab at Will Wheaton. I like Will Wheaton, actually. I was just saying I won't watch it. He, had, it. he, actually, he totally had a cameo in, in Crisis of Infinite Earths. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was a crazy guy holding a sandwich board saying the world is nigh. Or That's awesome. <laughs> the world is nigh. <laughs> I'm going to start yelling that. <laughs> uh, the Peacock is looking to revive Quantum Leap. That you mean by Peacock, you mean CBS? No, the Peacock. Oh. They're, well, their paint no. channel. They're, oh. Oh. I'm I was like, wait. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Okay. It's the Peacock. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so you are talking NBC. I am talking okay. NBC, but they're paying No, a different company. <laughs> but yeah, they're looking to revive the Quantum Leap TV series. Interesting. We'll finally know where he leapt. Maybe. <laughs> Nope, nope. Shut up. That was funny. <laughs> uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been delayed for about six months due to the earthquake in Puerto Rico. That makes sense. Oh. Unfortunate, but. Uh, one for uh, George here. Uh, Pokemon is possibly moving to an open world MMORPG. <laughs> Don't you tell me that. Don't okay. you tease me with that. Are you serious? Yeah, I, they're looking at it. I keep up with Pokemon news. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds amazing. Like where you, the trainer, gets to level up? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You're, you're wandering around like wow. an open world, collecting Pokemon and Well, I mean, and... They, that's kind of what it is already, but it's more kind of like of a it. JRPG rather right. than like a... No, this, like a is, this is going to be an open world, wow. like, a, like World of Warcraft, where you just... Oh, now I'm getting like MMO style. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I don't know that I would play that. Because I don't like talking to people on the internet, but we'll see. <laughs> you don't have to talk to him. I know, you're probably right. <laughs> In some okay. Batman news, <laughs> the Batman has chosen Glasgow, Scotland as its Gotham City. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all dark and yeah, dark there all the time. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's all dark yeah, and dark. You guys know it's never daytime in Gotham City, right? <laughs> mm just gloomy 24-7. It's just nighttime. It's always it's always 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> in I mean, some Batman 66 news. This is uh, some interesting tidbit. Um, Burt Ward got a, uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Oh, congratulations, and Bert. also put out a story this oh, week. Oh, God, I don't want to hear this story. That ABC oh, Network. Oh, no. Yeah, this... Mm. Go Made ahead. him take penis shrinking pills while he was playing Robin. Damn, Robin. I guess that's a really good compliment, right? I guess. Like, like we need you to be less phallic. I don't know. Today I oh learned. We need you to pills. be less phallic. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. And he took them for about three months and then he started thinking, will this ever affect me being able to have kids? Yeah, I could question that. And they shrugged and said, probably. I mean, it was the 60s, right? And it was also released that Burt Ward and Frank Gorshin, who played Batman and the Riddler respectively, once got kicked out of an orgy because they refused to not be in character. They they went in as (laughs) Batman and the Riddler. And the, the the orgy people said, nah, we're good, and sent them on their way. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Leaping lemons, Batman, indeed. So two battling stories in one. There you go. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's that's incredible. That that sparks joy. So. I'm happy that 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 happened. You know where else you can find out about the Batman? <gasps> well, hello everyone. Welcome on down to the comics corner. We uh, got some comics. It's uh, it's, yeah. What? Why not? We're already on the subject. Let's do some Batman books. There was no shortage of those this week. <laughs> All the Batman? There was. Here, uh, let's see. We had Batman 87, uh, second issue of uh, James Tinian's uh, run after taking over for Tom King. Uh, this one has Gilliam March on the art, and it was Tony Daniel on the last issue, and they're both actually very similarly, like, really, really top-notch 
superhero artists these days. So I have no idea what they're doing on the art schedule for this, but should be really good. Uh, Detective Comics 1019 also out this week. Uh, there was uh, Batman Superman number six out this week, which we already sold out of downstairs. And also Batman Beyond number 40. There was also Batman uh, Beyond the Grave. Oh, was it this week too? Yeah. Oh my God. So much Batman. Which that one is actually uh, it's growing on me. I've really enjoyed that story so far. It's it's like a, a sleuthy mystery style yeah, one, yeah. right? It's it's more relying on his his actual detective powers, which it's it's nice when they actually get back to that because that really is you know his roots. Like he didn't always have like the bat god like like super suit and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like he used to just be a dude in a suit with a grappling hook. Um, oh, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. In Batman Beyond number 40, we finally figure out who the uh, Batwoman Beyond is. Who is it? I'm not going to say. just came out. Gimme, 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 It is somebody we know. It's somebody related to someone you know. Their cousin. It's the future, you know? It's, you know, you know, generations happen. Did any of you watch Batman Beyond when you were younger? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, it was I, amazing. See, uh, the timeline when that was actually on the air, I'm never sure like if that was something you guys ever got to partake in. Or I did, yeah. I actually, I would actually come home from whatever job I had at that point to make sure I got to see that in Static Shock. Nice. I love those yep. two shows. I'm right there with you. Static was awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so otherwise in DC, we had a year of the vision, a uh, villain, vision, year of the villain, hell arisen. There's a risen and a villain. And there we uh here we are having uh, Lex Luthor who had been on the side of doom um getting uh, having to face the uh, infected people that uh the Batman who laughs has uh, made evil. So that jerk is fighting the other jerks. And that's it. Uh, for DC anyways. Uh Amazing Spider-Man number 38 came out. Uh and then we also had uh, the start of a new Guardians of the Galaxy run. If you uh, were looking for a good jump on point, it's uh here is another one. Here's another jump on. <laughs> they, I swear to God, since the first movie came out, they've had like five runs. Yeah, it feels like it. But, you know, it could be exaggerating a little bit, but not by much. Uh, the double dose of X-Men this week was Excalibur and Marauders. I wanted to ask, since I was gone for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. did New Mutants get canceled or it was in the lineup and I didn't land in my box? I couldn't find it out in the <laughs> shop anywhere. So we got shorted number five uh -huh. and number six comes out next week. We'll probably get number five the following week. Uh, good to know. Yep. So thanks, Diamond. That's how comic book shops have I to deal with stuff like that. I was already on the fence with that title. So guess what? <laughs> that just pushes you right over. Yep. The, yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, also, following uh, the big um, absolute carnage stuff, we're having more Venom uh, stories coming out. This one is called The Web of Venom, The Good Son. Uh, and yeah, it's just continuing more of those stories. We've got uh, the Web of Venom stuff, and then there's the Ravencroft stuff, which are the two kind of things that are bleeding out from the end of uh, Absolute Carnage. Because as I mentioned in the Comics Corner uh, proper podcast, Absolute Carnage did not resolve a Anything. damn thing. <laughs> it left everything open-ended. Like, everything. The Ravencroft stuff hasn't been horrible. I've uh, cool. uh, The two that I've picked up and read so far, I've, I've, I didn't hate it. So. Nice. That's good to hear. I'm I am glad to hear that. Um, and that's all I had for Marvel. But uh, there's a gem out this week that I did not realize was coming out. But IDW has been doing uh, Ghostbusters comics for a really long time, and they're gonna do a year one story. Nice. Yeah. I I didn't realize that this was out, but I had to grab it when I saw it. Uh, and it's done by the same creative team that's been working on these comic books for almost the entire time that it's been at IDW. There have been little like miniseries and offshoots and things, but um, this is uh, just a super solid creative team. Uh, just before I forget to mention it, uh, Count Crowley ended this week uh, with his first four-issue miniseries. And I, I really liked it. Um, I It's... The scope of the story was a lot smaller than I was kind of thinking right off the bat, but I also have no idea what I was thinking. So, you know, that's me not having good expectations for things. Uh, there's only so much you can do in four issues, but it was it was great. Um, it leaves it open to, you know, have more comics come out in the future. And I'm sure depending on how Mr. Decimal Chain feels about how this one goes, we very well may see more. Uh, also, very close to the end of the American Gods uh, comic book run that's also done by Dark Horse. Huh. Yeah. 
So if you uh, were liking the TV show or just love the book, um, these are these are cool. Is it just getting to towards the end of the story? I or? think so. Yeah, okay. they've been doing it in a set of miniseries. Like I think they did it in three acts, and I'm fairly sure this is, if not the end, close to the end of okay. the third act. No, actually, this might be the end. So is that one spoilers? Like based on the uh, the book? Yeah, right? it is. It's like the Neil Gaiman is the one writing this book. Oh, okay. So he's he's handling the adaptation, which is always better when that happens. Uh, you know what? Let me let me before I speak too soon. Hold on. <laughs> Speaking of that, ahead, um, yeah. there was a story a few weeks ago. It got lost over in my news over at Derek's desk, but Orlando, not Orlando Bloom, uh, Jones, Jones was fired from American Gods, and he's currently suing them. Wait, the main character? Uh, Mr. Nisi. Oh, Nisi. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why? The Spider God. Hmm. Um, hmm. He claimed it was racist retaliation because his character was getting too radical. Um, so we'll have to see where this next season ends up going. Huh. That could do things to the story. It could screw yeah. things up huh. a lot yeah. for hmm. what they were building around him. So we'll have to see. Are they just going to replace him or what? No, they, they, the, the director didn't like the direction that character was taking the show as far as it was getting too radical for him is, is the way Orlando said it was hmm. the reasoning he was fired. Huh. So, well, well that's a bummer. Yep. <laughs> Is that the actor's or the writer's fault? Or it was just the direction that the actor was taking it? A uh, little of both, I do believe. Huh. That's too bad. He was, that is he too was bad. one of my favorites yeah. in that show. Yeah, he did a really good job. Um, American Jesus, number two is out. Speaking of, Loving speaking of, uh, you know, the gods and stuff, depending on you. Never mind. <laughs> not a religious Religion. podcast. <laughs> We're not a religious podcast. Let's make it a religious podcast. <laughs> How uncomfortable can we make George today, guys? <laughs> Well, that just brings me to the last one, which is a comic book about an angel and a demon. And <gasps> it's called Unsacred. So maybe this is a religion. It's not. By one of my favorite <laughs> comic book artists of all time. May I? Mirka Andolfo. Mirka Andolfo. She is incredible. She did, uh, if you guys don't remember, she did Unnatural and yes. just one of the greatest visual artists I've Ooh. seen in a long time. And her follow-up series to Unnatural, the little bit more serious, a little less goofy and silly like this one is, yeah. Mercy is coming out in within a few weeks from now. I'm very excited about Mercy. That So this one, so Unsacred is very cutesy and cartoony. It's very much a vacation, I would think. Or like just a just a cutesy little break from uh, stuff like Unnatural, which to obviously uh, she put her heart and soul into. Mm -hmm. It's just a, an angel and a demon that are dating and they're cute. See, but <laughs> I feel like it was maybe originally published as comic strips online that she had on like a deviant art website or something. A lot of her stuff is actually already in uh, like has been in print for many years, but English isn't her first language. So they're Italian. I, you know, I, I think she's Italian. Yeah. So um, a lot of her stuff is um, just getting reprinted in English now. Right, right. Fun, fun. Yeah, I love her. Go check out her stuff. Mirka we'll, Endolfo. We'll definitely be talking about Mercy when that one comes mm -hmm. out too. A uh, couple of cool traits to shout out, and then that's that'll be the end of the corner. Uh, which I think is just the corner itself. I don't there's no corners don't have any end, they just exist. So I don't know how we're gonna do this. Corners do not have a beginning or an end. <laughs> right? They okay. just I are. guess you're right. <laughs> Road of Bones got its collected editions out this week. Um and uh, this is one uh, uh, Travis and Corey were both reading and were really liking uh, I, for all of its grim, dark. There's one of the bloodiest pages in a comic book I've ever seen in the middle of this book. So that's fun. Um, and then um, a book called The Necromancer's Map. And it looks delightful. Um, this is one that uh, Travis was bringing into the store. Um, and I really liked the first issue and am looking forward to a chance to read it all together in a book. Yeah, one you didn't bring up, uh, there was a giant Wonder Woman comic out this week. Oh, geez, I forgot. That was the last one. Yes, Wonder Woman 750. Thank you, Donnie. Which looks from downstairs, they had 83 different variant covers. <laughs> Not as bad as the Batman and Superman ones. They, yeah. did, they did the decades thing again, though, so probably almost as many. <laughs> um, did I see correctly? You actually had an interview on Comics Corner this week. Well, we had Jen back on. Unless Jen or Travis tacked another interview or something on, I don't know. I did. Jen from the, the she's um she's uh part of the group called the Sirens of oh God, sorry if I'm getting this wrong, Travis. Sirens of Serenity, Sirens of it's a comic book um 
a women's comic book group that uh, gets sent like advanced reading copies of things and whatnot. And she was on the episode again uh, yesterday morning. Okay. So if cool. you, yeah, she always reads way more than Travis and I do. So she always makes us look, look I, mean, <laughs> I guess, look bad, but that's not her fault. So yeah, cool. speaking so, of, of uh, hobbies that you get into, mm-hmm. I, I never read comic books until I started working at Adventures Underground. Yep. <laughs> How many titles do you, you think you read regularly now? Regularly, I have three Titles that I was, I read Firefly, Buffy, and Angel. Nice. But then I've gotten into the Hill House ones that are coming out now, too. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I I'm afraid to take that step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was because comic George step? talked me yeah. into to reading Saga, and it was really good. And it, so then I, like, picked up a couple other image comics. Right, that was an image one, I yeah. think. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. He's really good at slipping <laughs> in the image stuff and getting addicted to that. Yeah, yeah, Trust yeah. me. I read one comic and it's heavy metal. Oh, it only cool. comes out like once a month. <laughs> Does it still is it still getting published? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys get it? Uh we get it for some people that specifically request okay, yeah, it. It's not something I that ever makes only it out of the me. shelf. Yeah, <laughs> not normally. I'm hundred percent no. sure that it's me. That's the only person. <laughs> They'll send him like a handful extras sometimes, but mm. I keep trying to talk him into doing more. Speaking yeah. of image, have you heard anything about Invincible lately? No, I haven't. Uh, they are uh, so for Free Comic Book Day this year. Image is publishing Image, or sorry, Invincible number one as their Free Comic Book Day comic, probably to get the hype up about the show. Cool is my guess. Because yeah, that one's kind of slid down as far as. Anytime you're talking about cartoons, it takes a long time. Even yeah. once they get like the animation, or sorry, not the animation, the voice acting done, it still takes like months and months. I mean, I know it's been a long time since they announced it, but I'm I'm not giving up hope on that one. I'm just not looking into it in case I am wrong. There was uh, an article last week by the head of Fox Television saying he has seen some footage and he's really excited about why the, the last man finally. So. With that and Lock and Key creeping up here shortly. Lock and Key, your favorite TV show you didn't know existed and it's not even out yet. That's going to be Netflix, right? Yes. So yes. Them having that and Umbrella Academy, I think they're, they're going to have a good foothold into the alternative comic yeah. world. Uh, there was a featurette that came out on the note of Lock and Key uh, that was Joe Hill talking about like working directly with the writing team and everything about how to make certain parts of the comic book that are logistically very tricky to do in real life or even just make look like they're real in real life. Um, but a couple of the things that they're doing to transition and make it work from the medium, um, you know, the screen medium rather than the print medium uh, look really cool. And Joe Hill's directly involved. So I'm super excited about that. Cool. Um, Seth MacFarlane has signed a five-year deal with NBC for $200 million. Oh, wow. Dear God. What that means for his current shows on Fox, uh, nobody knows. So That's $40 million a year. That's it, a decent salary. It is. And, um, well, right now he's got American Dad, Family Guy, Orville, uh He's got his fingers and a couple other things on Fox. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but mm. we're not sure if those things will keep going or not. Would so you keep much. working? Like if I had $40 million, I would just, I'd be done. It depends. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what his lifestyle's like. $40 million might be comfortable for five years for all I know. I, you know, we'll see. Um, Danny Elfman, who does the music for the Simpsons has said he heard that The Simpsons will not be continuing after next year. Really? But that's just a rumor. So they're still going? Yes, they're still going. <laughs> but um, Hank Azaria says he refuses. He will not do the voice of a poo anymore, which... Yeah. Honestly, every character on that show is a caricature. So if you start going down that route that you can't do this one because it's offensive, next is Groundskeeper Willie comic book guy um there is no end there is no end with a show like that so we'll have to see um mark paul gosler has signed on and will be doing the saved by the bell reboot revival it doesn't uh, need to be a thing whatever i i'm i'm really he's he's doing a show on abc called mixed dish it's it's a spinoff of blackish okay and he's the dad he's like the hippie dad on that show and i'm really enjoying his role in that so okay 
And it actually, he's his look has changed enough. That I didn't know it was Zach for like the first five episodes of that show. <laughs> so Zach Morris is no longer trash. You have to watch the show. <laughs> I, I'm holding no judgment. Um, Carantino will not be directing the Star Trek movie after all. Oh, no. I don't know how many screaming matches about this. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I was so... <laughs> You're entitled to your wrong opinion, He Sarah. can make his own space movie if he wants, but don't <laughs> make a Star They're Trek. They're not going to give Tarantino movie for... They won't give him a Star Trek movie. What makes you think he, he wants to do a space movie after this? Just Did they say why? Just to spite them, I can see him doing that. Yeah, just yeah. so apparently it's he's, fun, he's still involved in the writing of the script, <laughs> but he won't be directing the movie itself. So we'll have. To- you know, if we get a little oh. bit of the Tarantino flair of the conversational, fun, weird stuff, then yeah, it'll either be way more boring or actually, dude. I I, I just finally got around <laughs> to watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was the most boring movie. Uh, it, it was up there with The Irishman for me as far as boring goes. Dude, the end of that movie made me so mad, and I don't get mad at the end of movies, like, it ever. Is, it is like a three-hour-long. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a three-hour-long movie. It's and a lot. And two and a half hours of it was not needed. It, <laughs> it was pointless. Yeah. Although, there is a rumor that they are doing the, the Western TV show that uh, uh, Leo was in the gun. No. They were making a miniseries TV what? show. Huh. That looks that. so bad. Right? <laughs> so we'll what? see. I don't know. Uh, so did you the see name. the movie? What? Once Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood? Oh, no, never. He, I, I didn't see that. He plays enough. a washed okay. up 60s, okay. 50s uh, cowboy actor. He did like a gun okay. smoke type okay. show. Okay. Or, mm-hmm. And apparently they're going to actually make that show a reality. Huh. That's a weird choice, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Forte is going to be starring in a MacGruber TV show on the No. <sighs> that movie, nope. it was it was a really cute SNL skit. The movie was hot garbage, like hot, like molten hot garbage. I don't want I don't care about the TV show. The TV show is going to be bad. Uh, Gremlin's Secret of the Mugwai is set for a 2021 release. The TV show okay. on HBO Max. Oh, HBO is doing it? Yeah. Mm. How do you feel about that, Donnie? Uh, uh, it's honestly, if you're doing it's a cartoon first off. Okay. I feel about it much differently then. I it, it, I don't know. It, yeah. Honestly, it, I feel that <laughs> you can't bring a show that old back to revive it as a cartoon what are we looking 30 years after the sequel on hbo uh-huh it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be a weird although i did hear hbo is also looking back at bringing back our favorite constantine <gasps> what yeah they're 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 wooing him currently they're working on trying to find the correct showrunner and everything that they want to bring back constantine tv show but the I one have with to, Matt Ryan. Uh-huh. But I have to do John Wick thirty-seven. No, what? no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not Keanu. Oh, the well one. then I don't care. Constantine. <laughs> well then I don't care. Constantine was good. I I actually like the original yeah. Constantine movie yeah. too, but I compared yeah. to Matt Ryan's version, I'm ha- sorry, guys. No, no, no. Matt Ryan is a much closer Constantine himself. I just like the Constantine movie with Keanu too. I did yeah. not watch the uh, Matt Ryan one, so I don't yeah, you're have missing out. It was, okay. it was so good. If I have like, every intention of If you like Hellblazer it. at all, yeah, I think Matt Ryan nailed, especially for having to dumb it down for network television. Yeah. I think he did an excellent job and he's still doing it on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Right, so. right, right. They, um, nice. he's, yeah, his personality was just like, Keanu didn't have the smarm that Matt Ryan can pull No, off. he didn't have the snarkiness. Yeah. That's, he was missing all of the cockiness that, yeah. that, that Constantine should have. He was too meek to play him, unfortunately. Um, final story I got is uh, if you're a board game fanatic, Return of the Dark Tower game is on Kickstarter. I'm really I'm I put the feelers out initially briefly to see about us getting that into the store. I can't make any promises yet, but we're looking into it. Did they have a retail pledge? They have something. I think you can we can like maybe make a deposit or something and then uh we'll you know when the Kickstarter ends we can talk to them. So we'll see. We'll see. No promises. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to talk off air. It looks amazing, though. It does. Um, I I never got to play it as a kid. Mm. It was one of those only the rich, cool kids have that game. Sure. So, 
Yeah, check have, it out. I might have to pledge that one. Um, other than that, hey Sam. Hey. Thanks for no pushing a button. I was several buttons. Did you push several? <laughs> uh, two, in fact. <laughs> Good job on that. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for being on today. Thank you. What what book are you guys currently reading? Oh, we're reading Ivory Apples uh, by... Oh, crap. I forgot the author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Stein, Steinem is the last name. I forgot her first name. Gloria? They'll be able to find it. That's a no. pretty unique title. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I skipped past it really quick, but um, so you probably don't care. But I like the stuff Bloomhouse is doing right now. <laughs> so, really? Yes, because I went and saw Black Christmas <gasps> and I had really low expectations, <laughs> but it was, I liked it. <laughs> nice. Have you ever watched the original Black Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really scary. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Anyway. They're getting a, a really strong <laughs> foothold into the, the horror genre movie mm-hmm. realm right now. I think. Oh, I think the main thing was they tra- just played it way too safe with Fantasy Island by doing mm, PG-13. With the PG-13, yeah. Mm, so yeah. if they would have went with Which a- is what they did with Black Christmas, though, too. They did a pre- PG-13. Yeah. That- Which is stupid. Yeah. PG-13 horror movies are a dumb concept. I know we're low on time, but that's a dumb concept. We'll get into that later. Next week. <laughs> Next week. Uh, Katie. Doctor. 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 I concur. <laughs> George? I can't believe you guys just did that. I am not a medical professional. (laughs) (laughs) Downey? Thanks, George. Thank you, Downey. And with that, folks, we are out of here. Nothing can kill the grouse. Nothing can kill the grouse. You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.